Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the People's United Center for Women in Business podcast. I'm Rachel, the student engagement intern, and I'm so excited to introduce today's guest, Hannah Delvecchio. She is currently a vice president in the investment banking division of Goldman Sachs. During her time at Goldman, she has worked within transaction banking as a client relationship manager and onboarding specialist. She shares a passion for serving and being dedicated advocates for her clients. As a leader and a role model in her community, Hannah continuously works to create positive change as a mentor by actively helping students achieve their aspirations and identify opportunities for their success. Welcome, Hannah. Rachel, thank you so much for having me. I am so honored and thrilled to be able to chat with you today and share a little bit about my experiences. I'm looking forward to speaking with you as well. Um, So to start us off, could you tell us a little bit more about your background and experiences? Absolutely. So I am Hannah Delvecchio, as you mentioned, I am currently a vice president at Goldman Sachs in the investment banking division. I currently work within the transaction banking space and essentially what transaction banking is, we provide products and services, uh, treasury products and services to our corporate clients to ensure their overall treasury and operational success. So I joined the firm back three years ago. Time is flying. I absolutely love my role, love my team, love everything that I do and interacting with my clients. However, I haven't always been here. I haven't always been a VP at Goldman Sachs. I'm originally from the Cheshire, Connecticut area. I think a lot of listeners will appreciate um, the fact that I pretty much grew up in Quinpiac's backyard. I grew up kind of down the street, Um, went to Cheshire High School, and I come from a pretty humble and you know, normal family, middle-class family. I don't have any connections into the, really the business world. My dad is a teacher. My mom's a dental hygienist. Um, and so I really didn't have a network or a, a connection, let's say, into the business world. Uh, so that was new to me. I was kind of the black sheep in my family because everyone else, my three sisters, you know, went into education or nursing. So, um, but some of the things that I really learned from my parents um, that I used to leverage for my success is, you know, from my mother, extraordinary work ethic. So learning to be very dedicated in my work and working very hard. And then with my dad, um, being able to jump into different things. You know, I, growing up, I watched him. He would always just, you know, take new things and just jump into it without really thinking about it. Um, and so combining those two things together, I think has really helped me in my career trajectory to get where I am today. Some of those skill sets. And, you know, another thing too, that's really helped me along the way, you know, growing up, my parents faithfully brought me to church every Sunday. And one of the things that I learned through that experience growing up in my family and going to church was really the importance of serving others. And so one of my core missions is, as I become successful is to serve and help others along my way, really through mentorship and guidance, um, but also giving back of my gifts. I believe everyone has a very special set of unique gifts that they have. And, you know, every single person listening to this podcast, you do have a very special, unique set of gifts. And I think it's super important that as you become successful, no matter what track you're going down, uh, whether it's in business or nursing, whatever it might be, um, giving back of your gifts is something that's so special and being able to help others with your gifts. And so that's really kind of directed my path. And I think it's helped to lead me where I am today. As an active mentor for students in schools and organizations in your community, what is the importance of mentorship? So Rachel, mentorship and mentoring others has become so incredibly important to me over the years and really for so many reasons. For me, at the core of mentorship, it's really about sharing back your gifts and experiences to others, 
with the sole focus and goal of having that person that you're mentoring really succeed and fulfill their aspirations. So ultimately, I want to see the person that I'm mentoring and investing in to become even more successful than I am one day. And I really think the biggest gift you can ever give is helping someone and really truly helping them navigate forward and having their success always top of mind. And so one of the key reasons I seek to serve as a mentor, particularly for students, is because when I think back to when I was at that really pivotal point in college about to step into the corporate and business industry, I think about who I needed and what would have really helped me. And I think that's the Hannah I am today. It would have made such a tremendous difference if I had someone in my life with the experience and knowledge, um, having you know that person to help and guide me, that would have really made, like I said, a tremendous difference. And when I think back to when I was in college, I had a whole host of job experiences up until that point, mainly in the restaurant business, but I was a writing associate at school. I had another local internship. I was bartending at that Quinpiac bar on delays or dicks or whatever it's called now. And when I earned my internship at Citigroup, it was really my first step into the corporate world. And I didn't necessarily have contacts or support network to rely on. Um, in that kind of in that business setting, it was totally new to me. And as you can imagine, those first few weeks and even months was really bumpy. And I was also commuting on a train to the city three hours one way. And it was a lot. And I was figuring things out as I went, you know, kind of going by the seat of my pants. Um, and the same held true when I started full time at Citigroup my first year out of college. There was a lot that I had to figure out on my own. There's a lot to be said of that in terms of how that develops you and really gives you grit and propels you forward. But I think it's so important to also have someone to really steer you along. And that's why it's so important for me to share back all the learning experiences I had and also share back the mistakes I made and teach others how to circumvent them. Something that took me years to figure out, if I can share that with people that I mentor in five minutes, I think that's really significant. If I can save someone from a mistake or going down the wrong path, I'll step in and do that. And look, at the end of the day, I can offer my views and opinions and guidance. It's really up to the person I'm mentoring to actually apply it and make their own decisions. But equally important on that topic, I think across the course of your career, you're going to run into some people. It could be bosses. It could be managers, peers who truly believe in the depths of their heart that you have to like pay your dues or you have to experience the same level of suffering or challenge as they did um, to achieve success or like promotion. And I always encourage people, I, I tell them, you really want to stay away from those types of people who have that mindset. Those people are not your allies. They're not on your side. They're not going to help you. They're not going to propel you forward. There is nothing wrong with someone sharing their learning experiences to help you, like I said before, circumvent issues and mistakes and to make your life easier. And so another reason why mentorship is so important to me is also from an encouragement perspective. I think people and everyone, they need motivation, they need encouragement, they need support, and everyone needs to see things from another lens and perspective. And that's where mentors come in. Um, people are very harsh and critical on themselves, I've noticed. And I spend a great deal of my time encouraging my mentees to really have a growth mindset, to look at challenges as opportunities, to push them to be fearless and going after what they really want, and also to not be so hard on themselves. In the same token, I think I have a pretty good grasp and a unique gift on being able to identify skill sets and gifts that other people have, even things they don't even realize they have. And in that way, I'm able to help my mentees kind of brand themselves and more importantly, identify opportunities for them that I think is really going to be a good fit for them. 
And that's really where the component of sponsorship comes in when we talk about mentorship. So it's not enough for me to just be a mentor. I should also really be sponsoring the students and the people that I'm mentoring and working with. And what I essentially do as a sponsor is advocate for that person. So I'll put them in contact with influential people in the industry that they're pursuing or interested in, or I'll put them forward for roles, promotions, internships, whatever it might be, um, because I want them to succeed and I want to be their sponsor um, as well as just a mentor. So I really wanna encourage everyone um, to step into a mentorship role. You don't have to be at a certain level of seniority to be a mentor. You can start it now, even if you're just a student in school. Um, you know, you can support your team if you're on a sports team and your network of friends in the classroom. You can always take someone with less experience under your wing and share your experiences with them and really help them navigate through what you already know. And people will remember that. They'll remember how you helped them. And more importantly, they'll really remember how you made them feel. And I think that's so important. And that's really a special way to give back into your community. Thank you so much for that insightful answer and also for being such a great mentor to all of your mentees. Um, so something that's interesting, um, while you were in college, you majored in business administration with a minor in accounting. Um, so what led you to specifically investment banking and Goldman Sachs? I have a very, what I like to call untraditional background. So when I was in high school, I was all in, I thought I was going to go into foreign language. That was my passion. I was studying multiple languages, Spanish, Italian, Latin, and I wanted to become like a foreign language professor. So I had every intention when I first started going to school uh, to follow my passion in, in foreign language and communications. And my first year I went to St. John's University in Queens. And I quickly realized that that was not for me. Um, I quickly decided that that was not the track uh, I, I wasn't going to enjoy it. I didn't really want to go into the educational or teaching track. And I transferred schools. So my second year, I went to Southern Connecticut State University and I switched my, my major to business. I was, I was very interested in business, law. I wasn't quite sure 100% what I wanted to do yet. Um, but I started taking some generic business classes, economics, and it really struck a chord with me. I was like, I'm very interested in this type of subject matter and I could see my future in it. Um, so I switched my major, um, but I went to a third school for, this is all for undergrad. Um, my last two years, I transferred to Albertus uh, Magnus College, which is in New Haven, so down the street from Quinpiac. And that's where I finished getting my degree in uh, business and then a minor in accounting. Um, I was specializing in some of the accounting classes. And my junior year going into my senior year, um, we were required to do an internship as part of like a class for credit. And I didn't wanna do one necessarily locally. I was really trying to get something that might, you know, get my foot in the door. And so I started applying to every single Fortune 500 company you could think of. I was just sending my resume, um, sending it to people, posting it on these different websites. And um, one large investment bank, you know, interviewed me for their investment banking division. And it was literally the worst interview of my entire life. I wish I had a recording of it. It was so terrible. And I always share this story with students when I talk to them because interviewing is a skill set that you develop over time. And my first interview was just, I was just not prepared. I was nervous, stuttering over my words. And I really thought that they were like, you know, that's it. Like, no, no way we're going to hire her. Um, but a few weeks after that, I had gotten a call from the technology division at this investment bank. And they 
asked me to come in physically for an interview. And so I was like, okay, you know, I'm not really, I don't really know much about technology and operations. At that time, I didn't even know what that really meant. I took the opportunity. I went down, I, I interviewed with them and interview went super well. I was more prepared um, in person. It's definitely, I think more my style. And so they hired me and I did my internship there. And at the end of that internship, they offered me to come back after my senior year full-time. Uh, so I took that opportunity and it's really been a wild ride. I've been all over the place in terms of what I've done. You know, some people that you talk to, they've started in a certain area, like private wealth management, for example, and they've continued that throughout the entirety of their career. But just the nature of how things went uh, when I was uh, in my first role in New York City, um, I was all over the place. So I started more in like a finance type of role, supporting a technology function. And then I moved into project management. So I was a project manager for like cybersecurity projects and new product developments. And even like some of the real estate portfolios I was project managing. So I was really all over the place in terms of what I was doing. And then a few years in, um, I had someone picked me up on LinkedIn. A recruiter reached out to me. And this is um, you know, a story for another day, but I really encourage students to have a very strong LinkedIn profile for this very reason, because that's how Goldman Sachs actually kind of stumbled upon me, was through a, a LinkedIn search. And this recruiter reached out to me. They asked me to interview for this project management position in the investment banking division, which I did. Um, after multiple rounds, I was hired and they extended an offer to me. And so I started working. I just was back in 2019 and very quickly within I want to say the first three weeks to a month my role pivoted from being a project manager to really focusing on the client onboarding and client relationship management spaces so that's really how um, I went from wanting to be a foreign language professor to ending up being in um, investment banking within the transaction banking space at Goldman. Awesome I think it's uh, pretty comforting for a lot of students to know that uh, career paths are not linear and even college um, paths are not linear as well. You can go through a lot to find your true passion and what you genuinely enjoy doing. Um, so you are also a mentor um, at Year Up in their internship program development. So what is the importance of mentorship to you and also um, the internships that you have been a part of shaped your career path and also um, a little advice on how to get to um, having an internship? Sure, absolutely. So I've been a mentor for quite some time and I really think it's important to have a philanthropic arm in your community. I've been in New York for so long. Um, I lived in New York up until COVID happened in March of 2020. And so that was really my community. And I was very involved in schools and various organizations and organically developed mentorships with students as I worked with them in these different like, organizations or being invited to talk to a school, a high school, a college. Um, and then since I've been in Connecticut as well, uh, post COVID in between, I've been in between New York and Connecticut, I've gotten more engaged in the local community around Quinpia and have really started um, meeting with a lot of students. Students have outreach to me, whether on LinkedIn or if I've gone to the school and talked to them, they've come up to me, you know, in person and, and wanted to meet with me and, and talk a bit more. And from those conversations, organically, like mentorship relationships can start to form. And I think mentorship is so important. Um, it's a passion of mine. I love mentoring other people. I think it's so important for multiple reasons. One, it's encouragement based. When I think back to when I was in college and I think who would I have wanted or what would I have wanted when I was sitting in that seat? It really would have been someone like a Hannah version now um, who has this like wealth of experience and knowledge. 
Um, and the one thing that I think is important about mentorship is you are sharing your experiences. So there's a lot of things I can share within a half hour conversation, an hour conversation with someone who's not as experienced or who's more junior in their career or still in school. I can share all like a wealth of experience, all these eclectic experiences that I have to save them from making certain mistakes or from, you know, the certain things that, you know, I struggled with, like there are things that took me years to figure out. And if I can share that one thing with someone um, and that saves them a few years of having to figure something out, I mean, that's a win. I always caution people that there are certain individuals out there who truly believe that you need to like pay your dues or, you know, do your time or struggle in the same way that they struggled before you can get a promotion or get to that next level of success. And I always warn people, you want to stay away from those types of people. Those are not your allies. Your allies and your mentors are going to be people who are going to share everything they can with you to ensure your success. And I think mentorship for me, it's a step further. It also is sponsorship. And sponsorship to me is really acting on that person's behalf. So identifying opportunities for that individual's success. If something comes across my desk and I'm like, oh, you know, I've been mentoring, I'm making this up, like you, Rachel, right? If something came across my desk and I was mentoring you, I would be your sponsor and say, hey, you know something, this would be a great fit for, for Rachel. And I'm going to connect you with that individual. Um, so acting on someone's behalf as well, putting them in touch with other high profile people that can help them. I think that's part of mentorship and sponsorship at the same time. And I think both of those combined are very important. Um, in terms of getting an internship, I think networking is so important. And I always emphasize the importance of having a really strong social media presence, especially with your LinkedIn. I encourage the people I mentor to really go into their LinkedIn, get it up to date. We basically do like a full out what I call campaign. So if the person I'm mentoring says to me, you know something, I want to get an internship in private wealth management. You know, we do a full press campaign. And part of that is working on their resume, working on interviews, doing practice interviews, um, giving tips and strategies for how to stand out in interviews, completely redoing a LinkedIn profile. And then I also encourage them to go onto LinkedIn and search for individuals within that certain space that they're interested in and just start adding strangers um, in that industry. And you know, not, a, not everyone's gonna connect back with you, but you don't know what could stick and what could land. Um, so those are all things that I share with the people that I mentor to help them really get, whether it's a job or an internship or whatever it might be that in terms of their career aspiration, um, those are some of the things that we go over. Um, and I think it's been super helpful for a lot of the students that I've worked with. Thank you. I hope um, a lot of our listeners got some advice and tips out of that great answer. To go a little bit into your role at Goldman, um, what are some of your favorite parts or the most rewarding parts? Oh, the most rewarding part is definitely ensuring our client success. I mean, that is the reason why I get up and do what I do every day. Um, client, the client experience, the client satisfaction, that is always top of mind for me and my priority. And it gives me great joy and satisfaction when I see a client, you know, who's super happy with the experience that we've offered them as we're, you know, we offer them products and services, treasury products and services. And when we get all those products and services set up um, and they've had a great experience throughout the process, um, that's really at the core, I think, of what I do and what my team does. And another piece of my role, which I really, really enjoy is the culture. And every single corporation and organization has a very unique culture. 
Um, and you can kind of get a sense of that when you're interviewing, you get a flavor of what the culture is going to be like. Um, but the culture on my team and within the organization is just phenomenal. Uh, we're almost like a family. You know, I'm constantly thinking about, you know, the analysts on my team. It's so funny because I'll be doing something and for example, I'll be watching TV and a Red Sox game will come on. And one of my analysts is like obsessed with the Red Sox. I'm a Yankees fan. That's, that's fine. Um, and, you know, I'll think of that analyst. I'll be like, oh, you know something? I need to connect with him. It will remind me that I need to connect with him or follow up with him on something. Or there'll be something that, you know, comes across, you know, I, I'm on online and I see something and I'm like, you know, who would really love this is, you know, my colleague. It's that kind of relationship. I mean, that really speaks. I think it's a testament to the type of culture that we have within our organization. And it's something that I really value and enjoy. And the other piece of it in our culture is really, I like to call it servant leadership. And it's leading in a way where you are more focused on the success of the other people around you than you are on your own success. And this is something when I mentor students as well, and they ask, you know, how can I be successful? I tell them, stop focusing on yourself and focus on the people around you. You know, focus on your client's success, focus on your team member's success. It's a phenomenon I really can't explain, but when you stop focusing on yourself and you start really thinking about, well, how can I make the people around me successful? You organically become successful yourself. And that's something that's super important to me. I want to make sure that the people who are working for me, um, their success and their development is always top of mind for me. Um, and then as well as my management, I want my managers all the way up, you know, to be successful as well. Um, and so this is something that I think is really important. And I instill in my mentorship relationships. It's never too early to start practicing what I call like servant leadership. So, you know, even now, if you're a student, um, you're on a sports team, this is something that you can do. Or if you're in a class with others, this is something that you can do. You can start focusing on making sure your team members and the people around you are successful. And you will start becoming successful yourself. And if you go into your first internship or your first job with that mindset, uh, people are really going to be blown away because it's a sign of maturity. Um, it's, it's being confident, but then also being humble enough to recognize that it's not always about you. And so when I log in in the morning, like it's not the Hannah Del Vecchio show. Uh, you know, I'm not going to, it's not about me proving like what I can do. Well, look at me, look, look at my accomplishments. Um, there's a, you know, you will need to prove yourself. Um, I'm not saying that you're not going to have to do that, but when you're also more focused on your clients and team members' success, um, it really goes a long way. And like I said, it makes you successful as well. So something that's super important to remember. It's very interesting. Actually, um, in one of my MBA classes, we did learn about the importance of um, the team and also culture. So um, I guess I never really realized how important culture was until I started to work in environments where um, the culture was really great. And then you can kind of compare it to the past when you realize the culture wasn't a great fit for you. And so culture is really important, especially um, when you're still trying to find your place at a company. Um, and you've already done this. You gave us so much advice throughout this episode already, but to end us off, could you give us one piece of advice that you would give your college self? Oh, Rachel, there's so many things I would tell my college self in retrospect now uh, with everything I've learned and all the mistakes that I've made. Um, but I would say the one thing uh, that really stands out to me is being able to relax and enjoy where you are in the present moment. 
when I was in college, I was so obsessed with the future and where I was going to be, where I was going to land. Was I going to be successful? Was I going to get an internship? Um, to the point where I lost sight of where I was in the present moment. And it's important to have a plan in place and to be dedicated and to be perseverant and go after what you want. Um, but you should also really enjoy where you are in this moment in your life. Um, you know, there's different chapters in your life and this just isn't advice just for students. It's also for anyone, wherever you are in your life. I think people are very excited to get to that next chapter, or, you know, the next promotion. And you're so focused on that, that you're not enjoying your life where you are currently. And so I think I lost out on a lot of my um, typical like college experience because I was so focused on the future. Um, I worked a lot too. I was working like 40 hours when I was in college. I was um, working at the New Haven Chamber of Commerce as sort of an intern within the controllers division. Uh, in between classes, I was like a tutor, a writing associate. I was helping students. And then almost every night I was bartending actually at a, a Quinpiac bar. That's probably well known by many people. Um, and so I was always working and you know, always focused on the future and I wanted to make money and be successful that I wasn't really also enjoying you know, the social aspect of college and the importance of making friendships and making memories. And so that was, that's one piece that I would instill um, in my, my college version of Hannah, if I could go back in time. Um, and the other thing too, that I like to tell students as well is, you know, sometimes people don't like where they are and everyone's going to go through bad experiences in life, or, you know, maybe they have a job that you don't like um, and you have to work while you're in college and you're not happy with that. Experiences are so important even the bad ones. And you're going to draw back on your experiences. So if you're in a, let's say a job that you don't like right now, I can promise you that 10 years from now, those experiences from that bad job are gonna come back and you're gonna leverage it to your advantage. I was working with someone a while back and they said to me, um, life is a collection of experiences. A lot of people say life is a journey, but I really liked that, that life is a collection of experiences. And I think that's so true. You're going to have really good experiences. You're going to have bad experiences. You're going to have everything in between. Um, and you're going to go back and you're going to draw on those special experiences. Like that's what makes you unique. Um, and I think that's what makes people diverse is their diverse background, their experiences that they've had. And that is going, you're going to use those experiences to solve the problem that's going to come up in the future or where you are currently. And that's what makes you successful. So I would also say, you know, make the most out of your current situation, your current experiences. Um, like I said, if you're in a job or an internship, maybe you don't like it, maybe that's not where you want to be. Take everything you can out of that experience or internship or job um, and use those skill sets that you develop from those experiences to get the job that you want and to get where you want to be. Um, that's something that I did over time. Um, and I think it continues to help me be successful. And I think it helps others as well. Thank you. That was um, really helpful because I'm sort of in that situation where looking forward into after graduation is um, definitely taking over, um, but definitely staying in the moment is something that I'm trying to do. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going through something similar as well. Um, I'd love to thank you for recording with me today. Um, you gave so much valuable advice and I'm sure our listeners are very thankful as well. Um, remember to our listeners um, to follow us on Instagram at QU underscore women business. And um, I hope you tune in again in our next episode.